Hey friends, this is Allison and Becky, and you're listening to Two American Bees in a Mexican Podcast. Woohoo! Hey everyone, so it's been a while since we've done a story episode, so here's our next story episode. I'm, I feel like I say this before every single episode, but I'm really, really excited about today's episode. <laughs> you are really excited about every episode, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about mission trips and the mission trips that we've been on all around Mexico. And then, of course, there have been some funny things that have happened of on those course. mission trips. So Enjoy. So I just want to start out by talking about the things that we see when we go down. It's like a whole new world. Yeah. I mean, I I remember how I felt when I first came to Ensenada and it was a whole new mm-hmm. world. A but this is like, I, <laughs> I feel like this is like going into like National Geographic sometimes or something. Don't you feel? It really is. Yeah. And. I mean, you can go all over Mexico and see the touristy parts, and they're beautiful and so different. But then the places that we go on mission trips are we're visiting homes of families who live, a lot of them, like off the beaten path and oh, they're kind like of off yeah, the grid, off you know? Off the grid. And so we just see amazing things and incredible people who live, who lead, lead these incredible lifestyles that you see on the movies and yeah, stuff yeah yeah and I just sometimes when we're where we are the places that we get to go I just look around and I feel like you know how many white people have seen what I'm seeing with my eyes yeah. right now like it's such a privilege you yeah get to go oh my goodness yeah curtain. so yeah neat. yeah I remember several times with just kind of stopping and looking around and thinking how in the world is this my life where how did I, I get here I know one because I was with you on this trip you're going to remember it when I start talking about it okay um we went to visit the Huicholes which we call Huiradica mm-hmm. um that's their official name we should do just an episode all about oh. them and telling their story we oh, have to do that we should we yeah. should okay so well we went up and they have different places where they serve but one of the places that they serve is a a semi-closed Wiradica community of about, I don't know, 500 people, would you say? I think so. Are you talking about um, Haimansie? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we've got we've gotten the privilege of getting to go into this place, oh which gosh. is just the biggest privilege. They yeah. just don't let outsiders just be in there. Yeah. And um, we went up there and we went to the house of some believers there are very few christian believers you remember that house yes and of course it's all all the houses are made by hand Mm -hmm. of stone but a couple of things that really stuck out to uh, to me was that their um what do you call that threshold is it the where you step across the doorway Uh uh-huh yeah yeah is not flat to the ground. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a small wall uh-huh. in the doorway. Do you remember that? You have to that? like step you over. Have to step yeah. over the doorway yeah. wall to get into the house. And we were like, "That's so strange. Mm-hmm. Why is that?" And then we realized it's probably to keep out the critters. You know? Oh, I'm sure. Like you I'm know, sure. snakes. I don't know. And it's just a way of protecting. So you you would just have to, you know hike up your leg and step Mm -hmm. over and step into their house and then when you remember when you stepped into their house 
they had um, corn cobs hanging from the ceiling yeah. and drying yeah. because they had they had been harvesting corn. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they came back from a day of harvest. Do you remember that? And they had their little burro, and they had the like the side saddles filled with corn on the cob and they came walking up and they, I took a long video of it I think I've lost the video now but the, you know we were just standing in this place with only we radica around us in all of their colorful colorful outfits we'll try and post that on mm-hmm. Instagram yeah. so you can see a picture of it and, and in that up there not very many people spoke Spanish even no. they spoke their dialect yes. of Huichol yeah and then that this house, this tiny, tiny house with the burro in front of it. And, and something happened to you. Remember, there was an animal outside that house that you were playing with? Oh, a pig. A pig. I made a friend. <laughs> Just playing around yeah, in the yard. You might not know this about me, but I love pigs and used to raise them and stuff. So anyway, I was, I was drawn to the pig. You're drawn to the pig. Yeah. And it was pretty sweet. It was a pretty sweet little, like... It was, yeah. He just laid there like in the sun and let me rub his belly. <laughs> a little pet. Yeah. A little pet pig he was little, out in the yeah. sun. <laughs> anyway, that's one of the many. I just remember in the in that little pueblo or mm-hmm. community, whatever you call it, I would look over and there'd be a whole row of these colorful um, we radica skirts oh, yes. hanging over the fence to dry yeah. because they'd been washing that day. Just amazing, yeah. amazing. Were days. you there in that, I think it was maybe on our way up to Haimatsie, and we saw this group of um, we radica women dressed in their bright, colorful, beautiful clothes, and they were shucking corn maybe? Oh. And it was, I mean, it was just like this. It was just this incredible scene. And so we asked them if we could take a picture of them um, because it was just really cool. They were sitting in front of a brick wall and the whole thing was really cool. And and they said, well, yeah, but you have to buy us a Coke first. (laughs) (laughs) So we bought them all a Coke and then they let us take their picture. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) They had it figured out, didn't they? (laughs) Gosh, yeah, that was one. Another one is our friends that live in Arellan, Nayarit. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, I feel like we should give Linda a shout out because Linda lives up there and listens and to our podcast. And listens to the podcast. Hey, Linda. We love you. We love you. Coming your way soon. Excited. Do you know that I'm going up there? No. I'm going up there at the beginning of March. Oh, I'm that's excited. so fun. Yeah. Anyway, they live way off the beaten path. It used to take us five hours to drive from the yeah, from closest the town. town to up there but i think it takes less now i, I don't know if the roads are better okay or i haven't been up there it's been years since i've been up there oh gosh it's so it's still so uh-huh. fun and when you're on the road up there it's the most amazing thing because it's like driving through a jungle yeah that has like desert stuff in it so you'll see like these jungle trees and then there'll be a random cactus in uh-huh. the middle it's of the it. most interesting landscape it really really yeah. is and the Almost every time I've driven up, we've seen iguanas just sunning themselves on the tree. I mean, like a foot or two feet long iguanas, you know, just these little enormous lizards. Uh And it's just so amazing. And uh, you remember there's this huge rock on one side of the road on the way up, and it's like 
it's got a tree growing on yeah. top of the rock. Yeah. And it's got the roots covering around the sides of the rock. And I uh-huh. guess they go into the earth below that. Seems like they would have to. They're yeah. all exposed up on top. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool place. It really, really is. And they live totally off the land. I've got a great story about up there. Oh, I want to hear it. I have one too. You go first. Okay, though. okay, okay. So they have they have these little. I think they're ad- made out of adobe brick, right? They make their yeah, own. Yeah, they bricks. make their own bricks. They make uh-huh. their own bricks, and then they with their bricks they make their house, and then mm-hmm. they put kind of a kind of a mud plaster over the top uh-huh. of the brick. And then they paint a whitewash kind of thing over the top of that. But they don't put windows in. They just have open, open areas where a window. Well, it's a window spot, window spot hole with, or with whatever, no glass with no in glass it. In yeah, it. yeah. And so, and then they, and they have several little buildings like that where people have their beds and their clothes and Mm -hmm. things their personal items and then they're all separate from one another like there's not a continuous house like we live in Mm -hmm. Um, and then they have another separate one that's just a kitchen Mm -hmm. and the kitchen is so fun because the kitchen has like this adobe um, stove on the inside and the way the stove works is on the outside, there's like a cubby hole and you light a fire in that cubby hole and it heats up underneath the stove on the inside. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm painting a good picture. Do you have a better way to describe that? I think so. No, I think I think you're it, you're describing describing it well. I mean, they cook everything over fire it's not like they have an electric stove or a propane stove it's just over fire but the fire heats up that adobe yeah or whatever it is it is i think it's it's adobe Adobe. yeah yeah and then they cook you know cook on that big yeah they put their pans right on that heated rock or whatever Uh and they uh, do the same thing with their tortillas and everything and it's so fun because if you want to turn up the stove you run around outside (laughs) that little building and you stick more wood in that cubby hole Uh and it lights up more and if you want to turn the stove down you you take out wood or you separate the wood so it kind of starts to die down a little bit it's just so fun yeah yeah, and then outside the kitchen, they have the place where they grind corn. Yes. And every morning, they go out and grind corn and then make corn tortillas from them, like the freshest, most delicious corn most tortillas. Most delicious. Oh, and thick. Oh, yeah. my gosh, they're so good. But even the night before, they, like, have to take the corn and put it in water oh, and a yeah. little bit of lye so it, like, softens overnight. Then mm-hmm. they get up in the morning, they wash it, then they grind it, then they, you know knead it until they get it to the right consistency and then they make your tortillas those women and they do that every single day hard every and the men too but yeah of their lives yes oh my gosh it's so great so oh and one more thing i want to say about up okay. there is their beds are like cots yes and they're like n- the cot frame is there and then they drill holes in the side mm-hmm. of the cot frame and then they thread rope between it so you're like sleeping on a rope kind of it's kind of like a hammock hammock stretched out and I don't know about you and I don't know if it was just because I was really tired in the evenings when I was there 
but I slept so good They're on that. They're comfortable. They're so comfortable. They're so yeah. great. It's just so great. So one year we somebody gave us their little um, bedroom shack or whatever. I don't <laughs> even know what you call it. And we'd wake up in the morning always to the goats, you know, <laughs> bleeding, bleeding, whatever they do. <laughs> So Wouldn't we, Brent say that they yeah. were saying his name, Fred? Yeah. Fred. Fred. <laughs> so one morning we woke up and we. This is what we heard, and I'm not exaggerating. It went. <laughs> and we were like, "What just happened?" And we look out the window, and they were slaughtering the poor thing for our birria in the afternoon. For (laughs) dinner. But we got to hear the whole thing. And out there there they were, just, you know, doing a full slaughtering of goats for our dinner. And one time I saw one of the brothers doing it, I'm not kidding, Becky, in white Levi's. And he had not one drop of blood on him. Like I mean, they're so they're good at accustomed it. Yeah. to living off the land that they know how to do it. It's yeah. the most amazing thing. Yeah. Okay, that was my story about Arrayan Go. Okay, so up another thing about Arrayan is that they love to play volleyball. Oh, yeah. Which is really fun because I also love to play volleyball. <laughs> and you're really good at it. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> Um, but I mean, it is, it is a little challenging because there's like one flat spot where the volleyball court is. And then there's, you know, it's just like steep drop off all yeah, around it. So like if, a cliff. Yeah. So if somebody <laughs> shanks the ball I and mean, then it, it goes far, but anyway, so, um, they were play- out there playing volleyball and I was just sitting there watching and then somebody, I forget who it was, somebody all out there with us who was a lot braver than I was yells, Becky wants to play with you. <laughs> So I turned about five colors of red, but then I went, then they invited me to go play and I went and played with them. Um, and the first part of my story, this made me my favorite nickname ever that they gave me. It took me a second to figure out what they were actually saying, but they started calling me Sister Ween. <laughs> like, sis, every, they call in Mexican Christian culture, you call people brother and sister. And, sister. Mm-hmm. and so they were calling me Sister Win, Sister Win. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my nickname the whole time I was there. One of my favorite okay, nicknames. Well, I just want to interject this one thing. One time, not up there, but elsewhere, I got a nickname playing volleyball. And my nickname <laughs> was queso. And it, queso means cheese. And the reason why they call me cheese is because I stunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Okay, so Sister Ween is Sis- good. Sister Ween. So I was, we were playing. And then I think this was a day or two later. Now, from then on, every time they played, they would invite me to play with them. And so we were out there playing. And I mean, it's it's a conservative culture. You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And there are these people who are, a lot of them, new Christians. And they're kind of learning Christian lifestyle and stuff. And we were playing volleyball. And I bent down to do something. And I felt my pants rip from the top down to the bottom <gasps> and my my booty was just hanging out there becky oh my so goodness. i know this is, this is like top three most embarrassing moments maybe of my life oh and my so my friend our friend linda who now lives up there she was on the trip with us at the time was kind of close to me and so i yelled linda 
Linda, come here. Linda, get over here. And I think she saw the urgency in my eyes because she came running. And, and I said, I just split my pants open. I need you to walk right behind me and I need you to get me out of here. Oh, and gosh. so she like walked, I mean, right up <laughs> behind me. <laughs> I mean, that's a good friend, to, a cover, good friend. to cover up my booty. And then literally, <laughs> and then and walked over and to our the place where we were staying and I could change but oh my gosh and everybody I'm sure everybody saw what was happening I'm sure they did but they they were all super sweet and didn't and I think they were all embarrassed for me yeah and so nobody said anything about it or ever mentioned oh, it no. ever again to this day oh. but still that was rough that's the beautiful Mexican culture yeah. right there like they just pretend like they didn't see it you know yeah they were so sweet they helped me save face save there face. But, oh, oh man that was gosh. rough oh gosh that's so great okay I was remembering another one that happened near Arrayan okay um one time we went over the mountain to oh. a couple of other places <laughs> <laughs> I know this you know one. what I know story I'm coming. gonna tell <laughs> so you Arrayan is kind of up in the mountains and then you go up farther farther in the mountains and then you come down the other side of the mountain mm-hmm. and it takes about two and a half hours or something you yeah I mean it's not real yeah slow. it's not super far but the roads are just not are super bumpy and yeah you see and a, was that the trip I think that was the trip where the the, the tree, tree had fallen. Had fallen. Yeah, yeah, so we all had, and there was one, we were in uh, several different cars, but one of them, the tallest one was a Suburban, right? Something or like expedition, that. expedition or something. Uh-huh. And it was too tall and wouldn't fit under the tree that had fallen. And so we all had to get on it and stand on the edges of it or inside of it to weigh it down <laughs> as much as we could so we could, so it would fit Sneak under the tree. under the tree. <laughs> but we did that. it. We did it. <laughs> and so we got over to the other side and on the other side it c- kind of comes down into a valley and in none of those places did we have any telephone signal at all no. until we got into the valley uh-huh. and it was all of a sudden somebody checked their phone and went oh we have we signal phone calls. yeah so we all called home and i called my kids who have been raised in mexico <laughs> and i said I just want to tell you about this place we're in. It was beautiful. It was so so beautiful. beautiful. I said, you know, Arrayan, but we went to the other side of the mountain, and now we're in this huge, big meadow. It's so beautiful. And I go, and it's called Llano Grande. And my kids on the other end of the line just started laughing <laughs> hilariously. And I go, what are you laughing at? And they go, Mom, you you don't know what Yano means, do you? And I go, no. And they go, meadow. <laughs> <laughs> so so I go, we're in a big meadow, and it's the name of it is Big, big meadow. meadow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was classic. But it was so beautiful, wasn't it? It was so beautiful. I love yeah, that. we got to see some really pretty places. Yeah, we did. On the mission and trips. were you? Was that the same trip where we went to what they call San Andres, the little town of San Andres, and it was so cold outside? And we went in somebody's house, and in most of Mexico, if it's cold outside, it's cold inside right. because there's no central heating or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we went inside this house and it was freezing cold that day. And so the man of the house went out with his shovel and they had a fire going outside. And he took the coals from the fire 
in the shovel and he brought them and he just threw them on the floor of the house to keep us warm. I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, I think. And the I house filled up with there. smoke, uh-huh. but we were a little, warmer, a little warmer than we were before. And I just thought, wow, what a world. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is a different, a whole new world. Um, so one of, I think one of my favorite mission trips that I've been on was into Southern Baja. Oh, yeah. Oh I didn't go gosh. on that one, so tell. Oh, my gosh. It was a really small group of us. I think there was five of us that went, and then we met up with a missionary couple when, while we were there. But we, we would drive as far as you could, and, and in southern, it's the peninsula. We were in the peninsula of Southern Baja, and um, it's just really mountainous, and so we would drive as far as you could, but you could only drive so far. And then you, we would just have to hike in. And there were these ranches that were, I mean, miles in. And it would just be one family living in this little ranch. Sometimes it was um, just a mom and a dad and their kids. Or sometimes it was, you know, generations all lived there, uncles and aunts and cousins and stuff. But we would hike. I think the farthest one was like an eight-hour hike. So, we, you know, we had to pack everything in. We had our hiking backpacks with t- tent and sleeping bag and everything. I mean, it was – and it was hiking, looking out at just this incredible, incredible. I'll have, we'll put, I'll have to send some pictures to put on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Um, because I can't, I can't even begin to do it justice. No. And so part of the time we walked Mm -hmm. and then part of the time, some, some of the families lent us some donkeys. And so we rode on donkeys and oh my gosh, it was just the most incredible experience. And it was just beautiful and you would get you would be hiking and then all of a sudden you would start to see these fences made out of um pretty wobbly fence posts and you would know you were getting closer to a ranch because that was their corral where they kept their goats everybody raised goats and then all of a sudden there would just be this little home and there was this little ranch i mean totally off the grid no not even any roads that led to it it was just incredible and they just like in arrayan lived on the land um, they raised their own goats. They would make their own cheese. Mm. Oh my gosh, it was it was just the most incredible thing. Oh gosh! But <laughs> of course, I have a story. Okay. <laughs> as we as we were driving there, um, we had to stop. There are all over Mexico. There are army checkpoints where you have to stop, and sometimes they make you all get out of the car and they mm-hmm. check and see what you have and stuff. Um, so we were stopping, and I asked the person in charge of the mission trip he was a Mexican man and I asked him if we should take there were two of us girls on the trip and I said well should we take our purses or should we leave them here and he kind of and he he would get really nervous at these checkpoints <laughs> and he said oh no leave it there they, they need to check everything it's gonna look suspicious <laughs> if you take it with you so we did you know I was a little nervous to leave my purse but he said he was he was said that he would make watch everything and make sure that everything was fine so we all get out of the car, and of course the. This sounds like a disaster in the making already. Oh, it, oh, it was. <laughs> so of course the soldier walks up and grabs my purse to check, and as you know, he's check, which is fine. I had nothing right, in right. there to hide, whatever. Right. Uh, so he's checking it, and oh, he's opening up all the compartments, and then he pulls out a feminine hygiene product, <laughs> and he's and I can see. The, uh, the Melissa, the other girl on the trip, and I can see all of this happening. And we're, like, trying to not just l- laugh. Die laughing. Just die laughing. I didn't know whether to die laughing or die of embarrassment, but I decided <laughs> to laugh. So he's, like, looking at it, and he doesn't – he has no clue what it is. Oh, my gosh. Well, those, sometimes those soldiers, like, 
13 years old. They're they so They're young. So young. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So he didn't have a wife, didn't have a daughter. He didn't know what it was. And so, and so he looks over at, at the leader who's <laughs> on our team and says, what is this? And he's looking at it and he gets this really confused look on his face and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> so then he calls and I mean, we're, we're kind of far away. So oh then he yells gosh. over to me, Becky, what is this? <laughs> and so I yell back. I mean, what else am I going to do? I yell back. So all the soldiers can hear it's a feminine product. <laughs> And everybody turned about five shades of red. And the soldier threw it down and threw my purse down and said, get back in the car and go. And, out of here, out of here. And then there were, and so we all got back in the car and it was silent. Just silent for, I don't know, like 30 minutes. Nobody said anything. Just no, people just didn't know what to do. And so we were driving along, and then about 30 minutes later, <laughs> after silence, the leader mm-hmm. turns back to us, and he says, next time, take your purse with you. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys die laughing when he said that, or were, did you just I, handle it calmly? I think we handled it calmly, and then we died laughing the <laughs> next time we were just, yeah, we were, we're not with all the other men on the trip <laughs> oh my gosh there's all kinds of things that can go wrong on mission trips there just are it's i mean it's kind of inevitable it's that inevitable. some major disaster I mean, is gonna I happen mean, i just think let's just talk for a second about bathrooms oh yes oh let's. my gosh okay so normally a bathroom in most of these places and they're remote places with people with not a lot of resources so it's yeah it's understandable yeah it's totally understandable yeah. and we were happy to have a place to go to the bathroom and semi shower but right but they're different they're a little different than yeah. what we're used to and usually they're like a cement floor with a hole in it and maybe mm-hmm. the bottom part of a toilet but maybe I think maybe like maybe it's just like a concrete like something like yeah I was hole. in a few where where there was like a wood like they had kind of built a chair out of wood yeah. you know and then yeah. there was a hole well it. yeah kind of like the outhouse idea yeah, yeah yeah but never 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 almost never in any of those places have I ever seen a toilet seat no yeah no once you get once you get past a certain I don't know. I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden, as you're driving south into Mexico, all of a sudden the toilet seats are just gone. They're just, there's not, there's not toilet seats. There are not, no toilet seats. And I just thought, I just, I just couldn't get over that. I just couldn't get over that. That was a decision that a man made, I would just like to say. for sure, that's a for sure man decision. And I, we used to think we could just, you know, when we're on mission trips, we should just bring toilet seats with us and just give them away you know yeah, just for really. fun have a toilet seat <laughs> it's such a luxury <laughs> but but that's just one of the many problems with bathrooms one of the many one of them is that you're lucky if you get a bathroom with walls because yeah. I don't know if you went to where the Wiradica lived in Tensompa when they mostly all lived in Tensompa 
and in that place they they like all shared one house and i think they just kind of slept outside of the house or whatever in their little family group <coughs> and they they shared this one house for the kitchen and mm -hmm. for the bathroom and i am saying bathroom in air quotes because what it was is it was a hole in the ground it was basically a hole in the ground outhouse that at one point had kind of a a rock wall around it as the walls uh -huh. and then above that it had a blue tarp somebody had hung a blue tarp around so in the good old days when that bathroom began its life it sort of had a wall sort of but by the time we oh, got there no. the blue tarp was completely rotted and just kind of shreds were and this is the bathroom around. that everyone used this right? is the one that everyone used and, like the only option and it was in the middle of the yard <gasps> it was in the middle of the yard it was nowhere in near the house mm -hmm. and the yard is where they played volleyball all the time and on top of all of that there was a horse next door <laughs> <laughs> to where their house was, where their fence was. And so if you went in the bathroom, the horse got curious and would come stick his head over <laughs> his wall, practically into your lap while you're doing your business. It was wild. Oh, and so wow. we learned how to like not drink very much during the day and just go to the bathroom at night. You yeah. Know, in yeah, there's shifts, a you know, fine like line between me, having to go to the bathroom yeah. and being dehydrated. Oh, you have my to gosh. walk that fine line. Oh, yes. Oh, and that was the same place, Becky. Maybe you weren't on that trip. I, I don't, don't think, think I you was. Were on that trip. I think I would remember that bathroom. Yeah, because we were at that place for like four or five days. Mm -hmm. And this, I'm going to just add something in here. This was true across. Without exception, across every place that we stayed, mm -hmm. that the people would give us their best accommodations, yes. their best bedroom, their best bed. Yeah, everything that was, was the best. always my experience too. And yeah. they just disappear, and you never knew where they yeah. slept or what their conditions were, but because they gave you the best of the best, yeah. always. And so they did that. They gave us a bedroom in this house. And the family that it was their room, they just went somewhere else. I have no idea where they went. Mm -hmm. But in the whole four or five days that we were there, I never saw anyone going into a room to take a bath or coming back out with wet hair mm -hmm. or anything the yeah. whole time. And no one said anything about bathing the whole time we were there. And I was about the third day in without washing my hair. And it was getting bad. <laughs> it was getting real bad. And I was like, Brent, I have to wash my hair. I have to. Yeah. I have to. I'm going to just wash my hair. I'm going to figure out a way to wash my hair. So I had seen this, like, tub of water outside. So the next morning when it was still dark outside and this was winter time mm -hmm. next morning when it was still dark outside i went out and i just started washing my hair with this water and it 
burned my head. Mm. It was like it was boiling hot. It burned my head while I was washing. And I was like, that's so weird. That is weird. How can that be happening? And so I finished washing my head. I mean, I was desperate. I mean, yeah. I'm talking desperate. <laughs> so I just finished washing my head with the burning hot water uh-huh. and went about my day. And as the sun came up, I noticed oh, that no. there was a humongous block of ice floating around in the water. It wasn't burning my head because it was hot. It was, it was burning my cold. head because it was frozen. Oh, my goodness. And then on top of that, well, mm. I didn't even know that. That's as far as I got on mm-hmm. the mission trip. I just laughed at myself. Brent laughed at me. <laughs> we just thought it was our own little secret, and that was the end of it. Uh-huh. Well, years later getting to know some of the we radica more intimately right i confessed what i had done and they just started dying laughing they go we know what you did we remember when you did it and we thought it was the funniest thing because it was freezing cold water and it was the water left over from when we washed our clothes the day before That's hilarious. White girl problems. <laughs> that is all I can say. I, was, I said, I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, I have a bathroom story. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess you can call it that. So it was on that same trip in Southern Baja, and we were staying somewhere. I think it was kind of a cabin out in the middle of nowhere that the missionaries would had permission to stay in. But, I mean, it was... There was nothing there. It was just like an empty room with something that you could kind of call an outhouse about maybe 50 yards away from the, it was, it was a ways away from the house, from the cabin. Well, Um, that's nice at least. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, it was one of those places where, where we avoided using the bathroom. Okay. Um, but, and so the, the girls all slept inside the, um, cabin and we were sleeping in there with the missionary's wife and then the guys all set up their tents and slept outside but because since it wouldn't be appropriate for the girls in the middle of the night if we had to go to the bathroom to walk past the men's tent on our way to the outhouse um, we were told that we needed to go to the bathroom in the cabin there was no bathroom in the cabin so what the mission what the missionary's (gasps) wife did is she pulls out a five gallon bucket and she goes this this is what you can use if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So, I mean, we drank nothing. Oh we drank gosh, nothing before bed. Nothing. But then in the middle of the night, we could hear the missionary's wife getting up and, and using the pee-pee bucket. <gasps> yeah. Uh, I mean, and it was just like right there next to our beds. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was nowhere else to put it. And so, and both, and Melissa was there too. Both Melissa and I definitely woke up and... N- and then the next morning, it was like, did you hear what happened? <laughs> and then we just laughed about it. And what else are you going to do? You, you just ju- laugh about it. You just it. have yeah. to go with it. You yeah. just have to go with it. And it was on that same trip when we showed up at one of those ranches and um, needed to use the restroom. And so the the mom, this really sweet lady, took us and she said, okay, I'll show, you, I'll show you where it is. And so we were walking, 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 walking. I mean, walking. I know what you're going to say. We just kept walking and we just kept walking. And then all of a sudden she stopped and pulled her pants down and she goes, here it is. <gasps> and it was like they had a girl's hill and a boy's hill. 
I mean, there was no actual bathroom. Yes, they just yes. had a spot designated for the women and a spot designated for the men. Just, just which, I guess, compared to an outhouse, I might prefer just going yeah. on the side of a hill. But that was our bathroom for the yes, time that yes, we were there. Yes. We would just have to well, remember where at, the girl spot was. Up at Haimatier with the Radica, it's the same way, but there's no girl hill and boy <gasps> hill. So what oh. you do is you take someone with you, and that yeah. person, like it just says don't go any farther but i'm not kidding i have always taken a person with me to guard me and i have never felt secure about that person (laughs) (laughs) just like what if they what if they take a different route to get to the bathroom oh yeah and they come from a different side or something it's risky oh gosh but then again what are you gonna do well, yeah, you I mean, you have to get you just over have yourself. to go. And, you know, it's really not the worst thing in the world. It isn't because it's everybody does it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. I got another funny thing to tell. Yes. It doesn't really have as much to do with what you see down south as just <laughs> how interesting it is. <laughs> so- what what i thought for just a split second since we were talking about bathrooms i thought and going out in the middle of just you know not going in a bathroom that you you were talking about down south <laughs> No, like literally going to the southern parts of mexico okay. not like down south and you're going to the bathroom Oh, gosh, we get to this point every single time we do a storytelling <laughs> episode where we just kind of go okay. off the rails. OK, pulling ourselves back together now. So it wasn't it's not really about anything we experienced down south, but. <laughs> We're sorry. We're going to pull ourselves together really this time. It's about, and this is a serious thing, it's about the people that you travel with. Oh, yeah. Is that a whole other thing or what? That's a whole other Other thing. thing. Oh, man. We've got some stories. (laughs) Well, one year, a million and one years ago, and that's the only reason why I'm even going to dare to tell this story. (laughs) We went on a mission trip, and we went with the founder of Agua Viva, which was kind of awesome in and of itself it's yeah. kind of like traveling with paul and silas yeah. or something you know yeah. well paul's silas <laughs> in this particular trip was this old short guy as round as he was tall <laughs> with his lovely little quiet short round wife and he just was a very interesting human being. <laughs> I'm not going to even tell you all the interesting things about him because some <laughs> of them are just disgusting. But one I will say that is disgusting, but not as disgusting as the other things that I'm not going <laughs> to say, <laughs> is that he would constantly, constantly hawk loogies. Oh. Like from his toes. Oh. He would just pull it Gross. up and you could into his throat and then he would find a place to spit it and this was like a constant 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 on this trip and i'm talking a 15 21 day trip so think of it happening let's just say conservative 
roughly five times an hour. No, that much? 21 days. Oh. oh my gosh. But that was not even the best part about this man. <laughs> the best part about this man was that he wore the most amazingly disgusting ugly toupee you have ever seen in your life i mean there was not one thing about this toupee that was anywhere near natural hair i mean it had to be like horse hair or something i'm not kidding it was something else and he, you know, he would wear it and, it, you know, one day it would be cocked this way and the other day it would be cocked that way. Oh. And so it's just like, it was just, it was its own. There was, there was <laughs> Silas and his <laughs> wife and Silas's hair. It was his own personality on this whole trip. And every day would turn into every evening and night and he would disappear into a bathroom and we'd all be like, our eyeballs would get real big <laughs> and we'd be like, Silas is going to come out without his toupee tonight and we're going to see what's underneath that. And no, every night Silas came out with a beanie on his oh, head. Oh, and you never we saw? We never saw oh. what he was trying to cover the whole time <laughs> that could be worse than that than ratty thing toupee. he had on his head. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that story. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. Okay, I have one more story. Okay. So, we were um doing we and I'm we do do things on these like we do ministry on <laughs> these mission trips. We do do ministry. Uh so we were doing a, a program for kids. And so, I mean, you know, what else do you do when you're doing a program for kids except dress up like a clown? <laughs> so, <laughs> So a couple of us were just dressed up like clowns and it's kind of amazing. It's like your um, inhibitions just go out the window when you're dressed like a clown. You just do whatever you want and people think it's funny. (laughs) So, you know, we were jumping around and skipping around and just making the kids laugh. It was really fun. Well, yeah. And every time we had a like a story with a moral to it. Well, yeah. Yeah. There was there was always a a point behind the, the craziness. Um, anyway, but I mean, this part of it, we just wanted to make the kids laugh. I think we were like trying to attract kids to come, you know, so we were just being funny and crazy and they were all laughing. And so we were jumping around and one of the guys on the mission trip, he's about my age. And th- this was years ago. So we were in our 20s, like early yeah, mid 20s. Yeah. We were young and we were, we had this hand or like this high five handshake type thing that we would do mm-hmm. where we would high five up top but then like our arm would continue around and then we would high five down low does yeah, that make yeah, sense yeah, yeah. So it was like you know up up high down, down low, low. Uh-huh. and we would do it pretty quick and so we were jumping around and he this comes skipping towards me and he says high five so we do the high five up high and then we do that we go to do the high five down low and I don't know if he twisted or if I twisted I don't know what happened but I missed his hand <laughs> but I definitely smacked him right On in the booty, the booty. Oh right my. in front of a group of about 30 kids oh that, my. that we were then gonna talk to about how God loves them <laughs> So what did the kids do? They well, they died laughing, laughing. and they're going. Did you see what she just did? <laughs> did you see what that white girl just did? These are the did? best missionaries <laughs> we've ever had. 
so I, I mean, I think after I, m after my face wasn't as red anymore, I think we got up and like showed them this is what we meant to do, and then showed them our, <laughs> our handshake and said it was an accident. Sorry, sorry, Pastor, <laughs> sorry who's over there watching that. us. <laughs> Oh, another proof of that liberal American culture. <laughs> oh, gosh, you have to laugh about these things or you just cry. You just have to laugh. Oh, gosh. Um, one time, this is not nearly as funny as yours, but one time we went on a mission trip between Christmas and New Year's. And on New Year's Eve, we ended up at this church and they wanted mm -hmm. to have um, several culture new year's service uh -huh. and they started sounds it, sweet yeah was really sweet they had all kinds of different ethnic groups mm -hmm. there wow. and one of them were the we radica and we were there with them mm -hmm. and so there were americans there and there were mestizos the mexicans who most people think of when they think of mexicans mm -hmm. and then several different ethnic groups of mexico and they all participated and we were all dressed up like church and in our pretty clothes, our dresses, you mm. know, and we're sitting on our wooden uh, benches uh -huh. in this church with a cement floor. Uh -huh. And it started at five and it went to 630. And I thought somewhere in here we're going to stop the service. The service will soon be over. Right. 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 No, mm. no break, no stopping, just Ethnic group after ethnic group after ethnic group after person after person <sighs> after person speaking or singing. And it went past 6.30 and went past 7.30 and went past 8.30 oh and it went past 9.30 and went past 10.30. It went past 11.30. <gasps> it went past 12 midnight. You'd think they would at least... You know, go no till midnight break. and then stop. No break. <gasps> no break. No, no food breaks, or anything. No food. Oh, no drinks. My. No breaks. Twelve thirty one <gasps> is when it was over. I'm talking six hours of service in a freezing church. No, if it started at five, that would be seven hours of service. Oh, eight hours of eight service. Eight hours of yeah, eight, eight hours, hours of service. service. We can't even add. No wonder I was crazed. It was oh eight gosh. hours of service on a freezing cold concrete floor. The oh. cold was just radiating up our legs. Yeah. And of course, we were good missionaries. Well, yeah, you so have to. Yes. Yeah, so we just stayed there and we just did it. And it was so hard. And then at 1 a.m., we got to eat some soup. <laughs> and then they said, okay. Now it's time to sleep. And all the different people groups went to a different part of the floor of that <gasps> concrete church. Uh -huh. and, and you laid all down slept their blankets there? And we all slept there. <gasps> wow. And the whole night. And it was <laughs> something else. And the funny side note to that story is everybody slept really terribly except <laughs> for our group because our group was all snoring and no one else could sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh but gosh what memories oh man yeah the mission trips are the best memories they just best really stories are. yeah we really need to tell at some point we need to tell 
mission trip stories what we really actually went for and did yeah so it doesn't yeah. come across like it's all this but yes but, we will we will do that sometime but they are very interesting yes cultural experiences aren't yeah they? they and to do it we always did it with a group of american and mexican so our group in and of itself was different cultures it was always really interesting to see just the mix of a whole bunch of cultures yeah. you know two different cultures going to visit all these other I different know. cultures it, they were just the most interesting thing it just really was yeah. and every place we went even if they were not specific ethnic groups had their own culture you know just yes. the regional culture yeah yeah so it's always very interesting which is a really good example of how we come to know that love crosses cultures because mm -hmm. in spite of all those hilarious things somehow it works and ministry works and good things happen and yeah you know, we all stay friends <laughs> yeah and it's really sweet to get to show those culture you know those people we try to show them love as best we can and they show us love so as best love they can that. yeah it's yeah. just it's a sweet really sweet time yeah it really is well it's been fun we'll talk to you next time bye if you liked what you listened to, please subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Two American Peas in a Mexican Pod. Look for a new podcast to release every other Monday. And remember, love crosses cultures. <laughs>